Welcome everybody at another episode of the Wrestling vs. the World Podcast. If you're all enjoying your day, awesome. If not, whatever. Anyway, so today we're finally getting down to yet another WWE Championship Design History episode of the podcast. I've talked about the Wing Eagle Belt, the Attitude Era slash Big Eagle Belt, and the Undisputed Title Belt. I'm not sure if I'm going to do the next one because the next belt design only lasts about a year and a half, not a lot of history. Maybe I'll do it, but I don't know. But today we're finally covering the Spinner Belt Design. Second time we've seen a spinner belt design for a championship, the most recent one before this was the one for the United States Championship that John Cena had up until he lost it to Orlando Jordan prior to WrestleMania 21. So we got to kick off around where we left off with the undisputed title belt design. At WrestleMania 21, John Cena became the WWE Champion, and on the April 14th, 2005 edition of SmackDown, John Cena would debut the new spinner belt design for the WWE Championship. Having the word champ in there, nameplate, WWE logo would spin. And you also had at least one of the side plates that I believe they were changing depending on what show the WWE Championship was on. And of course it would get changed to Raw because a couple months after John Cena debuted the title belt, the championship would become exclusive property to Raw when John Cena was the first pick as the w- in the WWE 2005 draft lottery getting drafted to Raw. So the WWE Championship had its new home on Raw. But then this title reign, it would end up being a pretty lengthy one, but then Cena will lose it in New Year's Revolution 2006. After retaining it in the Elimination Chamber match against Carlito, Chris Masters, Kane, Shawn Michaels, and Kurt Angle, as you cash in his Money in the Bank contract, and after two spears, would successfully pin John Cena to become the WWE Champion for the very first time in his career. And the next night, you remember, live sex celebration! Because, I mean, what else other than what's pretty much softcore porn on freaking public cable television... And with the WWE Championship to the point where you can't get a little bit too raunchy. But then people only remember it because, oh yeah, Alita's boob got shown on live TV. Now Cena would get his money, his rematch, because of the rematch clause of Royal Rumble. And against Edge of Royal Rumble, he would win the championship back. So, kind of iffy on Edge's stance in the eyes of the fans if he's really a credible main adventure because short run there. Cena's title reign would go on for a few more months after this. He lose at one night stand two thousand six against Rob Van Dam, who was at that pay per view, was using his money in the bank contract that he won at WrestleMania twenty two to get this WWE Championship match. After Edge interfered in the match, five star frog splash, Paul Heyman counted the pin for three, and Rob Van Dam became the new WWE champion. And alongside of that, two days later after the one night stand pay per view, RVD would become a double champion because since he was one of the only people between himself and Sabu to actually walk out of the pay per view. With the World Championship around their waist, Rob Van Dam ended up being christened the first ECW champion under the ECW's revival as a third brand, so he became the only man to hold the WWE and ECW championships simultaneously. Now, we got to remember the controversy that also happened after this. Rob Van Dam had the whole thing where himself and Sabu got pulled over because, like, police suspected that there was some kind of erratic behavior within their car with... They stayed in terms of, like, drugs and everything. They found stuff in the car. So RVD had to serve a suspension. And on the July 3rd, 2006 edition of Raw, he ended up dropping the WWE Championship to Edge and fellow challenger John Cena in a triple threat because of this whole suspension. And then the next night, he had to drop ECW Championship. So Edge would win the triple threat to become WWE Champion. And then Edge would have this design as the WWE Championship until the night after SummerSlam. And between the night after SummerSlam until Unforgiven 2006... The WWE Championship would be Edge's rated R spinner belt. So they just took the WWE Championship, put Edge's new logo there, 
and center plate, and that's it. That was it. I think there were rumors, according to Edge, that they were going to go with a different design, but they didn't have time, so that was that. But then in Unforgiven 2006, John Cena would become WWE Champion by beating Edge in a TLC match, and the night after Unforgiven, the original WWE Spinner Belt would return to television. Now, and I remember, I think I mentioned this before with John Cena's title run last time I mentioned this for an episode of the podcast. Cena did not look happy to win the belt. That's like the only WWE title run where win that he had where he wins the belt and he's just like, eh. It's like, maybe it was because there was rumors that he was supposed to lose and go to SmackDown and he wanted that. I don't know. Now, on the October 2nd, 2007 edition of ECW, the night after Raw, Vince McMahon came out and addressed the fans where he announced that the WWE Championship was becoming vacant because the night before, John Cena t- suffered a legit torn pectoral muscle injury in a match against Mr. Kennedy. So for the first time in quite a while, I believe... Yeah, I believe this is the first time since... How long has it been? Since 99, I believe, when Vince... Vac- it's first time in a while where they had a vacant title for WWE Championship being vacant. So I think it's been since... Vince vacated the belt before Unforgiven 99. But then Vince declared, Hey, pal, they're still going to be WWE Champion at No Mercy. So, big things happen at No Mercy. First off, Randy Orton would be awarded the WWE Championship at the start of the pay-per-view, but something significant happened here. This would become the very first night where the WWE Championship center plate would no longer spin. WWE Championship spinner belt would not spin again until... The last time we would see, but I'll get to that at the end of the around the end of the episode. Then Vince McMahon announced that Randy Orton, you can choose your opponent to defend the title against here tonight, and Regal also announced that. And then out came Triple H. He decided to go at Vince McMahon and getting a title shot after Randy said no. Triple H is spewing off shit about Vince, and Vince is like, "You got your match right here now, pal." And then in in a not the longest match ever, Triple H would become WWE Champion by pinning Randy Orton with a roll up. I believe this was his. This was the first time Triple H held the WWE Championship since he lost to Hogan in Backlash 2002. It's the first time holding that belt after five years. But then after retaining the championship against Umaga, Triple H would have a third match that night. Last man standing match against Randy Orton for the title because Randy was cashing in his rematch clause that exact same night. And Randy would defeat Triple H in the last man standing match to become a two-time WWE Champion. Now we enter the age of Orton. WWE Champion. I might have to do an episode about this run with a belt because I feel like this was a great run with Randy for this title, with the title run. But then the Age of Orton had to end at Backlash 2008 as Triple H would win the Fatal 4 Elimination Match against champion Randy Orton and fellow challengers John Cena and JBL to become the new WWE Champion. Now, the championship once again started to change reigns again because... During the 2008 WWE draft, it was announced at the end of the show, right before Vince had the whole stage collapse thing because of McMahon, Money, Mania, or whatever the freak it was called. It was announced that Triple H, who was WWE Champion, was going over to SmackDown. So I guess it completely retconned what Paul Heyman's statement was that when I say in 2005 that Triple H doesn't want to work Tuesdays. Because he's not being forced to work Tuesdays. So Triple H went over to SmackDown a couple months into his title reign. In a Survivor Series, he would drop the championship in a triple threat match against Vladimir Kozlov and the winner, Edge, who was the impromptu replacement of Jeff Hardy, who in storyline was attacked before the pay-per-view in his hotel room. So Edge returned and became WWE Champion again. It was the first time we'd seen him since Undertaker sent him to hell at SummerSlam. Now, this is a common thing we would still keep seeing with Edge, as like we saw back in 2006. Title runs with the WWE Championship never lasted long. Because this title run would end the following month in the triple threat at Armageddon. 
to fellow challenger Triple H, and the winner, Jeff Hardy, who which would be Jeff Hardy's only run with the WWE Championship. Now, of course, this title run we know would not last long for Jeff Hardy. He was dropped the following month at Royal Rumble in a Nodi Hugh match against Edge, thanks to his brother Matt turning on him and slamming him in the head with a steel chair. And then, with Edge's title run, once again, did not last long. Because in no way out, the following month, Edge would be the first person eliminated in the Elimination Chamber match for his WWE Championship, a match that would be won by Triple H. Then Triple H would have the championship, and then... I had to keep looking up the dates because I kept remembering it was like, did the draft happen in June of 2009 or earlier? Turns out the draft happened in April of 2009, where it was announced that Triple H, who was WWE Champion, was being drafted back over to Raw. So once again, the WWE Championship became exclusive property to Raw after only a year on SmackDown. I mean, we saw a bigger gap for the time it was on the brand between 2005-2008, so maybe again, Triple H really hated working Tuesdays, I don't know. Now, Backlash 2009, Randy Orton would re win the WWE Championship again in a six-man tag match as he teamed with Legacy, Cody Rhodes and Teddy DiBiase, against champion Triple H, Batista, and Shane McMahon, with the stipulation being that if Triple H's team gets disqualified, title changes hands, and this will be the second time that the WWE Championship changed hands in a tag team match like this, with the last one being back at King of the Ring 2000, which, pretty much history repeating itself, Triple H lost! Yay! The only difference is Triple H took the fall this time and not the last time. And after this, Randy got in a feud with Batista. After Batista failed to win the championship at Judgment Day, he would win in a steel cage match against Randy Orton Extreme Rules. But then the next night, Batista was trying to cut a promo, talk about his win, got attacked by Legacy, and he ended up getting injured. In reality, I think he had like a torn biceps, but they had to write him off saying that he got his arm broken by Randy Orton Legacy within a steel chair. And right after this, it was announced that the championship, because of the injury, was being vacated. Next week on the June 15, 2009 edition of Raw, Randy Orton would win a fatal four-way match against Big Show, John Cena, Triple H to win the vacant WWE Championship. And then came the feud with John Cena. Oh my god. The second time through, and this was way worse... WWE Championship feud was going on for several months. After retaining it at SummerSlam, he would lose in an I Quit match to John Cena at Breaking Point. Then Randy would regain the belt the following month at Hell in a Cell in the Hell in a Cell match. Then after this, John Cena would regain it back in the 60-minute Iron Anything Goes Iron Man match at Bragging Rights. With the two stipulations being if John Cena lost, he would be banished to SmackDown. But if Randy lost, with him losing the title, which he did, he does not get to have his rematch clause because they were like, we gotta end this feud and thank fuck even though we kept seeing matches after this. Ugh, makes me want to drink. Now, after this was a title change that people still look back on saying that there was a botch, who knows. TLC, Sheamus would defeat John Cena in a tables match to become WWE Champion. Because Cena would go through a table after getting tossed or jumped off the top rope or whatever. Sheamus failed to fall through a table properly at ringside, so Sheamus was the new WWE Champion. And I think I remember during this time, I would keep an eye on this belt that Sheamus had, and they didn't even have a nameplate on it for a little while while Sheamus was WWE Champion, so maybe it's true he wasn't meant to be champion just yet. But I mean, he would still keep the championship for a couple months anyway. Title reign would end at Elimination Chamber when John Cena would, John Cena would win the Elimination Chamber match, become WWE Champion by last eliminating... Uh, Triple H, but this would end up being John Cena's shortest run with the championship because right afterwards, Vince McMahon comes out, damn it, pal, and you're going to WrestleMania, but you right now you have to defend the title against this man. And who do you defend it against? Batista. 
who had quickly, after just taking one punch, speared Cena, power up Batista Mom, new WWE Champion, and this would cause Batista to officially be drafted from SmackDown to Raw because WWE Champion, you're property of Raw, debt. Now, they, I like the few that they got that they had going here, but then this was also around the time that Batista was getting ready to leave the company, and at WrestleMania, John Cena would make Batista tap out to become WWE Champion again. Cena will conclude the feud, Batista will leave the company, and then at the Fatal 4-Way pay-per-view, this was in June of 2010, Cena would lose the title after getting pinned by Sheamus, the All-Challengers also being Edge and Randy Orton, because the Nexus got involved and cost Cena the championship, but the Nexus even ran off Sheamus later, right at the end, so whatever. So Sheamus would become WWE Champion again, Tower 1 would last for about 3 months, because then he would lose it at Night of Champions in a 6-pack elimination challenge match. The winner being Randy Orton, fell, other fellow challengers being John Cena, Edge, Chris Jericho, and Wade Barrett. So, Randy won. Great. And I think this was around the time that they were really building up Randy to get people to believe that he's going to win. Now, Tyrone only lasts a couple months for Randy because the night after Survivor Series. Yeah, I believe it was Survivor Series. The Miz would cash in his, on the November 22nd, 2010 edition of Raw. The Miz would cash in his Money in the Bank contract on Randy Warren. They had a match. Counter the RKO in a Skull Crush finale. And The Miz becomes WWE Champion. Now, they slightly modified the WWE Championship during this time because they took the center plate with the WWE logo, flipped it upside down, and that was The Miz's WWE Championship because they do that with the WWE logo that they have on that box that they put around the microphones because, of course, upside down WWE logo, M for Miz... Till they did that with the belt. So, the closest thing we saw to customization with this belt since Edge's run in 2006. But, of course, the title reign would not last a whole lot longer because, honestly, The Miz never looked like a main eventer during this time. Cena would win the WWE Championship again at Extreme Rules in a triple threat against champion jo The Miz and fellow challenger John Morrison triple threat steel cage match. I believe this was Cena's 10th run as world champion. I believe they said on commentary, but I can't remember. Now, after this, became one of the most infamous title wins of all time in WWE history, at least. Money in the Bank 2011, CM Punk would defeat John Cena to win the WWE Championship. And it was still thought at the time that the CM Punk was leaving the company because it was not known to the fans that during the pay-per-view, CM Punk signed a new contract. But people just thought he always leaving the company with the title, win the championship, stopped Alberto Del Rio from cash again, blew Vince Kiss goodbye, and ran out of the arena. Now, in... Kayfabe, during his absence, the WWE briefly declared that there is no WWE Champion. The championship is vacant, so they were holding a tournament to declare who was going to be the new WWE Champion during CM Punk's absence. So on the July 25th, 2011 edition of Raw, Rey Mysterio defeated The Miz in a tournament final to win the vacant WWE Championship. At the Also later on in the main event, Cena would be given his rematch clause for the WWE Championship against Rey Mysterio, would win the championship again, but then, right afterwards, you hear a cult of personality, and out comes CM Punk. So that whole thing about them, after this, the whole declaration that the WWE Championship is vacant, pal. They completely stopped recognizing that now, just declared that, hey, CM Punk's title reign still kept going because he came back. And for the first time ever, there were two WWE Champions. So that had to be settled at SummerSlam 2011, CM Punk, John Cena... WWE Champion versus WWE Champion, Triple H's special guest referee. CM Punk would win despite John Cena's foot being on the rope, but Triple H did not see it, so Punk was declared the undisputed WWE Champion. But then, and this would still content, this would still count as a continuation of his reign that began in Money in the Bank, so not an extra title win there. But then after the match, Kevin Nash got involved, attacked CM Punk, 
Alberto Del Rio came out, cashed in his Money in the Bank contract, became WWE Champion. Now, a couple weeks later on Raw after this, came the whole announcement that, hey, the WWE brand split slash extension is no more. So therefore, at, at this point, the WWE Championship was no longer brand exclusive. So LaBelle could be champion computer on both shows if they wanted. Now, John Cena would get his rematch for the WWE Championship and Night of Champions against Del Rio, became WWE Champion again. Then you look at Hell in a Cell. Triple Threat, John Cena defending the WWE Championship against Alberto Del Rio, CM Punk, first ever Triple Threat Hell in a Cell match. Del Rio wins the championship back after locking Cena out of the cell and just kept beating the shit out of CM Punk with a steel pipe. And that was it. So then, after Cena failed to win the title again at Vengeance, Punk got his own one-on-one -on -one title shot after locking the Anaconda Vice on Del Rio in order to get a title shot out of him. And in Survivor Series, CM Punk would win the WWE Championship from Alberto Del Rio and would begin his historic 434-day title run with this championship. But then something happened that I believe I mentioned during, yeah, during the past episode about the Undisputed title design bell with what happened from 2002-2005, that a switch between Face and Neil actually happened with the WWE Champion, because on Raw 1000, July 23rd, 2012, CM Punk would turn heel by attacking The Rock after the match between Cena and Punk ended in a, it was either, yeah, I think it was a disqualification because Big Show interfered, Rock was showing disrespect to CM Punk, trying to fight off the Big Show, and then Punk attacked him, so heel turn, whatever. So Punk was trying to also keep his title run going so that he could get in the main event of WrestleMania. Vince would not let it happen. And then at Royal Rumble 2013, The Rock would defeat CM Punk to become WWE Champion. This being The Rock's first run with the belt as WWE Champion since he lost it at SummerSlam 2002 to Brock Lesnar. And the match stipulation also went that if The Shield got involved, then CM Punk would be stripped courtesy of Vince McMahon of the WWE Championship. Even though Shield got involved... Even though they got involved while it was pitch black, Vince knew what happened. The Rock did not let it let the match end that way. Restart the match, eventually pin Punk, and that was it. So, and then afterwards, The Rock would retain the championship at Elimination Chamber against CM Punk. And the night after, February 18, 2013 edition of Raw, the WWE Spinner Belt would officially be retired, and The Rock would actually make the center plate spin for the first time since we saw it. A little almost a week before No Mercy when John Cena last held the belt before his injury. So, first time in five and a half years where that belt actually spun. Well, almost five and a half years, but close enough. And then officially the belt was retired in place of, I guess you could describe the following title belt design as more like a Super Bowl looking ring. It's hard to describe that one. But that was the last time we would ever see the spinner belt on WWE television. After... Almost eight years since it debuted. Finally, the belt was gone. Fans have had... There have been plenty of fans who've had mixed feelings on the belt. I personally love the design. And of course, I'm taking that belt that you guys have seen in my videos with me to the rave. Guaranteed. Other people say, oh, it sucks, get rid of it. And it was on television too long. Well, it was finally gone after eight years. Overall, this was a pretty crazy run. Like, bunch of runs with the belts. Because, like... There are two people you, at least two or three people you probably most associated with this belt. John Cena, Randy Orton, and CM Punk. I'd also probably say Edge, but then, because, like, I kept getting used to seeing him as WWE Champion, even though his belt title reigns never lasted that long for the most part. But those are, like, three or four of the common names that I think of when I see the spare belt. Of course, being at the top having to be John Cena.
of course. So anyway, that is the entire history of the spinner belt from April 14, 2005 edition of SmackDown up until the final time we saw it on the February 18, 2013 edition of Raw. Let me know your thoughts in the comment section below of the WWE spinner belt and its time during this nearly eight-year period, like representing the WWE Championship. Did you enjoy it or not? Let me know in the comment section below. And also, do you want me to talk about the follow-up WWE title belt design that we had from February 2013 up until SummerSlam 2014? I mean, this year-and-a-half gap might be a breeze episode, but I don't know. That's all up to you if you all want to hear about it. Let me know what you all thought of the Spinner Bell in the comment section below. If you enjoyed today's episode, please remember to leave a like, comment, wait, thought below, subscribe to the bell, turn on if you're listening to this on YouTube, or follow if you're listening to this on any other service. I shall catch you all in the next episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. Like, comment, subscribe. Peace out, and good day, everybody.